Welcome to the Life Christian Church Podcast, where our mission is to inspire people to the life God dreams for them as we spread His love in ever-widening circles. It is an honor and a privilege to be here, and I love the opportunity that I have here at the Life Christian Church uh, to serve and to train today's young leaders. And now, I get more young leaders to train and to serve, so I'm super excited. I'm going to jump into today's today's message on how we can pass on the good news um, to our families. Yes, God has good news, and I'm so excited that that God wants us to partake in that, um, that he desires a close and reconciled relationship with us, and he wants us to share that news with everyone with everyone, and especially our families. Now, if you're here today and, and, and you say, Alex, I don't have any extended uh, families. Well, that's okay because um, I pray that this message will still encourage you to, to, to pass along the message to your friends that you might consider as family. Or, or maybe uh, you're here and you say, Alex, all my family members uh, are believers. I come from a, a, a big family legacy of believers. And I say amen to that. Let's, let's let this message encourage you to pass it along to, to the next generation and as well as other families that are here at TLCC. Amen? So my prayer is that this encourages you to spread the message. All right, I'm, going, I'm excited to begin. And I'm going to start by asking the question, what makes us even want to pass along a message? Uh, let's think about that question as I share this story with you, all right? Uh, when my wife, Andrea, was pregnant in 2018, it caught us by big surprise, a huge surprise. Uh, we've been married for nine months, and at that time, I felt unprepared to tackle uh, parenthood. I, I felt unprepared to pay the bills and the rent and electricity bill. I didn't even know you had to pay for water. I didn't even know you had to take out the garbage. And now I was responsible for another life. Uh, but as soon as you know the initial emotions came in, uh, we were excited, and we b- began to pass on that news to the people who were closest to us. Um, now, we had an appointment at the ultrasound. Andrew was about like five months pregnant at this point. We were excited, um, and, and we, our plan was to learn the gender of the baby. It was, it was supposed to be this big gender reveal uh, the following week, and we wanted to know the gender of the baby. But the uh, ultrasound technician had other plans. She started to, to do her you know, ultrasound technician thing, and she heard two heartbeats. Now I'm sitting there and I'm like, two heartbeats? My child has two heartbeats? Wow, he's gonna love God so much. Uh, but no, <laughs> so I, I'm so confused. And she starts explaining that uh, we have uh, not one, but two babies in the belly growing. And I'm there like, oh my goodness, we're going to have a big family. Do we have another two more in there? Can you check? Can you double check? Can you triple check? Is there a third one, a fourth one? Um, But uh, it was just two. Now, we had a gender reveal, which now had to be a twin reveal. Now, this is the faces of our friends when they found out the news. Do we have a picture behind me? I was just as shocked as they were when I found out as well. Now, once the cat 
was out of the bag. I was telling everybody. I was telling my neighbors. I was telling my barber. I was telling the bodega that made uh, my sandwiches in the morning. I was like, hey, do you know I'm about to have twins? And he's like, what are you, what does it matter to me? But I was so excited to share the news that I was going to be a father, a father of twin boys. Now, they're, 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 we, have, we have stories like this that we love to share, and for many different reasons, right? Especially if it's humorous, dramatic, shocking, or really, really good news. But it's not just messages. It's not just messages that we get excited to pass on to others. Have you ever heard the idea of paying it forward? I have a quick 30-second video that I would like to share with you. An act of kindness at a St. Pete Starbucks drive through inspired an 11-hour chain of paying it forward. USA Today and the Tampa Bay Times both report a woman at the drive through paid for her coffee at the Starbucks on Tyrone Boulevard around 7 a.m. yesterday. She also paid for the driver behind her, who in turn paid for the next customer, and so on and so on. While employees started keeping a tally, it kept going until 6 o'clock yesterday evening. In all, 378 people decided to pay it forward. Employees say the 379th person who broke the chain was confused about how it all worked. He's like, oh, I'm so confused how this happened. I'm not paying it forward. Um, <laughs> sheesh, what a guy. Um, but Imagine the ripple effect. Imagine inspiring and influencing 378 people because of a moment of generosity. It was reported of 11 hours of other people paying it forward. Each person felt compelled to pass on the blessing because they felt blessed. That's inspiring. Now that person is an influencer. Now I want to encourage that someone here today, as I'm looking through the crowd, Someone here today, regardless of your age, regardless of your age, you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to influence those around you. And not only do you have the opportunity, you have the privilege and responsibility to do so. Amen? So when we hear the word influencer, at least my mind tends to go to internet fame, right? Someone who uses their social media platform to pass along new trends. Now, I love new trends. I love seeing videos of uh, dance videos, uh, singing videos, uh, even um, reaction videos. Uh, while some of us might feel like we don't have anything interesting to pass along, I want to remind you that you do. You do. And it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, that, that there is an important world-changing message to pass on. Not just with our words, but with our actions too. And this message is often called the good news. Now, this news is, is that God came to us through his son, Jesus. And, and he served us, he died for us, and rose to life to give us life, an abundant life. Now, Jesus calls us and empowers us to pass on the good news with our words and our actions. Matthew uh, 28 says this, it says uh, in verse like I think 18 or 19, it says, he says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are called to show and tell everyone the good news that Jesus is bringing, uh, God's abundant and restorative uh, uh, kingdom to this world, and that through his death and resurrection, all who trust him can join him in his work, in his restorative kingdom. And then we can join him forever in his kingdom. 
In another uh, account, it says that Jesus says to the disciples, you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all, of Jumea, uh, uh, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now behind me, I have a geographical roadmap uh, that, um, the that, that Jesus gave his disciples. And we see here that we see Jerusalem, and then impact happens there, and it gets spread to uh, Judea, and then it gets spread to Samaria, and then it gets spread to the ends of the earth. But it's an impact that starts at home. It's an impact that starts close. Uh, and, and God wants us to do the same. He desires for us to do the same, to do this in our towns and our states and our neighboring nations and the rest of the world. And he also wants us to do this relationally with our immediate families, those who are closest to us, our extended family, and those that we might not have met yet to the ends of the earth. But this ripple effect begins right in the, in, in, in the smallest circle, our family. The Bible's full of stories of people sharing the good news of Jesus all over the world. And there's amazing accounts, right, of long journeys and dramatic adventures of people taking on big threats in order to share this good news of Jesus with others. But there's also, uh, the Bible's also full of stories of people who shared the good news of Jesus with their own family members. Now their stories might not be the most dramatic or the most adventurous, but they're definitely the most powerful and the most important. So we know that the disciples did this. We know that the disciples did this well. Um, but, but the disciples aren't the only ones who passed on the good news. And one of the uh, best examples that, that we have in Scripture is found in the, letter, uh, uh, in, a, in the letter written to Timothy by Paul. Now you might ask, who is Paul? Who is Timothy? Paul was a spiritual mentor towards Timothy. But more, he was more like a spiritual father, and, and, and we'll see this as we read, read Scripture. Timothy is, is a young pastor and a missionary. But the story doesn't begin with Timothy or Paul. No, there's a family lineage. There's a whole backstory of how Timothy, how Timothy became the local pastor of his church. And we're going to jump into that message to see that family lineage. And we're going to read that in 2 Timothy chapter 1. And this is Paul speaking. Paul saying this, I, Paul... Thank God whom I serve, as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience as day and night I've, I constantly remember you. I constantly remember you in my prayers, Timothy. Recall, recalling your tears, I long to see you, Timothy, so that I may be filled with joy. Paul has a father-son relationship with Timothy, and he is praying that God will strengthen Timothy's work as a young pastor. He is praying that, that his ministry of reconciliation will be strengthened. And Paul is also thanking God for the foundation that Timothy's family built for him. And we're going to look into that in the next verses. I am reminded of your sincere faith, Paul writes. He says, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now also lives in you, Timothy. Here we learn that Timothy's journey of faith didn't start with Timothy or Paul. It started with generations earlier. It started with Timothy's grandmother, Lois. And most of us uh, uh, think, or I thought, that uh, Paul was most responsible for, for Timothy's uh, uh, um, spiritual foundation. 
But as we read scripture, we see that it wasn't Paul, but it was uh, Timothy's grandmother, Lois, that set the foundation. And then Paul was able to build off of that. He was able to mentor that and grow it. But it was, it was Paul, it was, it was um, the grandmother who built that foundation. Paul is thankful for grandma. How many people here are thankful for our grandmothers? It was Lois who passed her faith on to her daughter Eunice, and then Eunice passed, it, uh, passed her faith down to her son Timothy, and then Timothy passed on his faith to countless others when he became a pastor and a missionary. Now, families, sometimes we put so much responsibility on, on, the, prim- on the pastor being the primary uh, uh, person to pass on spiritual foundations. But if we look into this text, we see that God has designed the family to do this. And now Paul is able to build off of that, build off of the family's groundwork. The Bible's so filled of stories like this, and at first glance, they're so easy to miss because it's so brief. But behind these brief comments are stories of people who were committed to passing on the good news of Jesus to the people they love most their family. In all of these stories, these people were acting as ambassadors, representatives of God. Lois was an ambassador for Jesus to her family. Eunice, Timothy, Paul, and God calls us to be representatives of Jesus, to be his ambassador. Now, God has given us a ministry God has all given us a ministry, a call to action for our lives, to reconcile people to him. And and we've heard the story, hurt people, hurt people. But I want to encourage you that also restored people, restore people. Amen? And we get to take part of that. We know about uh, broken relationships. We don't have to look too far. But he desires us to be close and to restore that, to reconcile that. And we're going to read in 2 Corinthians, Paul writes this letter to the church and also encourages the church to to reconcile people to God. He says this, all this comes from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He gives us that ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sin against them. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are restored, right? He has committed that message to us. We are now restored. Now, therefore, we are Christ's ambassadors. We are his representatives. As though as God is making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. It excites me that that there is a God who wants a deep relationship with me, a reconciled relationship with me. And his plan is that uh, through the person of Jesus that we get to partake in that and, and reconcile other families as well. It's pretty incredible that once we know Jesus, we're invited to become ambassadors for him, that we're invited to speak on his behalf by passing on the good news to others. So what does it mean? What does it mean to be his representative for our families? for your families, to your Jerusalem, to your immediate family, your close friends. 
If your family doesn't know Jesus, it might mean using your words to share the good news of Jesus with them. But whether your family knows Jesus or not, we can be ambassadors for him by the way that we live and we love our families in Jesus' name. You know, the book of Hebrews talks about that there's a cloud of witnesses looking into the church, looking into the family to see how we treat each other, we love each other, we serve each other. And I want to encourage us to press on, to continue to do that good work. We can pass on the good news to our families by the way that we treat them, talk to them, and talk to Jesus about them or with them. Now, I didn't grow up in a Christian household, but God intervened in my story, in my life, through his ambassadors, through his representatives. He used the family, the Rodriguez family. Now, Elizabeth Rodriguez is the oldest sister of the family, and she went to high school with uh, my older cousin, Marcy. They became great friends, and Elizabeth passed along the invitation to my older cousin to go to youth night, to go to a youth night at a church. Now, through this invitation, my cousin Marcy placed her trust in Jesus. And she couldn't resist but passing along that invitation to my older sister, uh, Natalie. And Natalie attended that, that youth ministry and attended that youth night. And she gave her life to Christ. Now they took the next step and started going to Sunday service. I want more of this Jesus. They started going to Sunday service and they started taking that next step. And I noticed something different in my family. There was a transformation. The joy that my cousin and my sister would bring home after a Sunday gathering was something i never seen before. They were laughing. They were enjoying each other's company. They were alive. And I knew something was different and I wanted to be a part of that. Now, my sister heard about uh, a children's ministry at the church through an announcement of their yearly vacation Bible school. And this is where God God used that ministry to pass on the good news to me. I learned when I was seven year old, years old that the God of the universe wanted a reconciled relationship with me. And my heart jumped. My heart jumped and I raised my hand and I asked God to draw near to me. The Rodriguez family also had a son my age, Ralph Rodriguez, and we became close at uh, Sunday school. And he continued to share the gospel with me, not by his words, not only by his words, but through his actions. They invited me over to dinner. His parents drove me to church. We celebrated birthdays together. Invited me to uh, family cookouts. And ultimately, they showed me what a restored, reconciled family looked like. I stood beside him at, ooh, I stood beside him at his wedding and I just think of the goodness of God that 20 years of friendship he was able to maintain through the means of children and youth ministry. And it, this all began because of passing on, the parents passing on the good news to Elizabeth, who passed it along to Marcy, who passed it along to Natalie, who passed it along to me. And now Andrew and I have the opportunity, the privilege, and the responsibility to pass it along to my twin boys. We can look into our own lives and see the goodness of God. And we all have versions of the story in our lives. That we, and, and, and I want to encourage you to continue 
to pass on that good message to our families and to other families. Passing on the good news of Jesus shouldn't just be a one-time event. It should be part of our everyday lives, something that we do regularly, both with our actions and our words, because when sharing the good news is a regular part of our lives, our lives have bigger impact. They have bigger impact. And you see, it starts in that, that, that initial area close to home, but the ripple effects goes for generations. Three reasons why, or three reasons to serve our families. The first reason is that Jesus served others. Jesus served, Jesus served others. The, Jesus, the Savior of the world, repeatedly humbled himself to show us to be the greatest of all, you must be the servant of all. And we can follow his examples with the people that are closest to us, our family. Two, serving keeps us humble. When we take time to think about other people instead of ourselves, it changes the way that we think and it changes our hearts. This is where transformation happens. You have something to give. The third reason is that you have something to give. You have something to give to other families, to your own family, to the people who are closest to you. And one thing that often keeps people from serving is that they think that they don't have anything to offer, but that is not true, you do. Even if it's something as simple as your time, your help, your attention, you have something to give to your families. And to all families at TLCC right at home, and, and Cape Port, our children's ministry, gives us a great opportunity to be trained and equipped to share the good news to all families. And if you've been thinking in the past few weeks, or maybe days or months, you've been thinking about serving at TLCC, I can personally say that the children's ministry, the children's ministry has impacted my life as well by sharing, by giving. It's a big blessing to be able to, to, to pass on the good news to little ones and to see them grow and to see that fruit develop. It's a long journey, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a journey that's, that's worth it, that's worth seeing through. Amen? Now, there are ways to serve, to love, and to be intentional with our families. And I want, I want to make this uh, practical so that we can go out and, 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 and do this. By serving, by loving, by being intentional, sharing what God is teaching you. We can do this by sharing what God is teaching you by supporting your family's physical needs, by asking your family's uh, questions about their faith, by asking your family how you can pray for them, and being maybe a little bold and inviting your family to pray, to go to church, or to read the Bible with you. These things that I've listed are, are, are ways that we can share the gospel with our families by serving them. But remember, we're not simply listing ways on how, on how to be nice. We're giving examples on how we can be good news to our families through our words and through our actions. Now, the idea of passing on the good news to our families might be a little intimidating at first, right? It might feel overwhelming. Things that might stop us is that we feel like we have to uh, make a formal announcement. Or, or maybe things that might stop you is that your family has seen you at your worst. You feel unprepared 
or too young or too new in your faith to share anything helpful. But don't be discouraged. Loving and serving your families will give you opportunities. Staying faithful and consistent to loving God will earn you the influence and the credibility uh, that you need uh, when, when you do share your words uh, with, uh, when you do share your faith with words. Now, now remember, just to take the weight off of your shoulders, this, you can't control what anybody does with the good news of Jesus. The only thing that we can control is our obedience to whether or not we pass it along. As we think about who God might be asking us to share the good news with, let's look a little closer to home. Whether your family knows Jesus or not, we can pass on the good news to our families. And I have an empowered prayer that I would like to share with you. I, I, pray that, I pray that when we pray this prayer together, that we will pray it in faith as a declaration that this is, hot, this is God's desire. And, we're par- and he's asking us to partner up with him in this desire and this work to spread his good news, to reconcile families, to reconcile neighborhoods, nations. So we're going to close our eyes as we meditate and we think about that person that God is asking us to, to share the good news with, with our words and our actions. Father, we thank you. We thank you for calling us to a reconciled life. We thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for intervening on our story and calling us to life. Thank you for choosing us to be your representative. I pray for clear insight to see opportunities to serve and to love our family. Give us the courage to go, the words to speak. Father, let this come from a response of what you have done for us and what you will do for our families. And and I pray that that your favor will be upon us and a thousand generations and our families and our children and their children and their children. I pray that we will continue to to, to spread God's love in ever-widening circles. That we will partner up with you in this mission. That we will not be afraid. That we would go. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.